0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Simple. This is your host, Aditya. So in this episode, I'll be talking about another very relevant topic in the current scenario, and that's inflation. So what is inflation? To understand this, let's start with a thought experiment. Let's say a country X wants to grow and become very rich. They want that every citizen should have all the money that they need to buy goods and services. So, what do they do? They start printing more money, that is, currency notes, and distribute it to every citizen in the country. The citizens become really happy that they now have all the money that they need to buy whatever they want houses, cars, laptops, etc. Then, a few weeks pass. A family goes to a car dealership to buy a new car. But they are horrified to see that the price of the car that they wanted is now almost double. And then they realize it's not just the car. Everything that they go to buy, groceries, medicines, airline tickets, are now twice as expensive as they were previously. So what happened here? Well, the simple answer is inflation. Inflation is defined as a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. But you may ask, why does it happen? So there are basically three reasons why. First, the government spent more money. So whenever a government prints more money in circulation, the value of money starts to decrease if there is no corresponding growth in goods and services. That's because everyone has more money to buy the same amount of goods. For example, in a hypothetical country, if there are, what, $10,000 in circulation and 100 apples to buy, each apple is worth $100. But if the government of this country double the money in circulation to, let's say, $20,000 with the same amount of apples available, each apple would be worth around $200, that is, the value of money would decrease. The second is cost push inflation. So this occurs when the cost to produce goods and services increases. One example for this could be coffee plantations. So as climate change occurs, coffee plantation owners have to spend more money to regulate the temperature at which the coffee grows as it is very sensitive to these climate changes. To account for this expense, farmers then add this cost to the end consumer, which leads to the overall increase in the price. The third reason is demand-pull inflation. This type of inflation occurs when there's too much demand for goods and not enough supply. A really good example here would be lumber prices. The recent housing boom in the U.S. has led to a lot of demand for wood or lumber, which are the basic building blocks to build houses. Also, due to the recent pandemic, their supply of lumber has been affected badly, which led to the demand for inflation and rise in prices of lumber by almost 300%. You may not think that inflation is unhealthy for the overall economy but in some scenarios it is actually very really good so when there are unused resources or labor inflation helps increase production as when people get more dollars or money they can increase spending which equals to more demand more demand in turn triggers more production to meet that demand and on average the inflation rate in the US is about 2% and is considered to be normal and healthy by economists. But what happens if the inflation causes much higher levels like 50% a month? That's known as hyperinflation. And to understand that, let's discuss some real-world examples. First, let's talk about Venezuela. At one point of time, Venezuela was the richest country in the whole of South America. It is also the country with the largest oil deposits in the world. But this resource eventually also became the reason for its downfall. As the country was solely dependent on oil exports for its growth, they didn't invest heavily into the other industries, which started to stagnate. Also the Venezuelan currency was expensive relative to the other currencies so the local citizens found it much easier to import and buy goods from these countries which were much cheaper than locally produced goods. This in turn led to further downfall of the local businesses. On top of that the country got hit with a fall in world crude oil prices during this time the resource for which it depended on most for its revenue. As oil revenue decreased and growth declined, the government started to print more and more money to get itself out of this trouble. But as you have seen before, printing more money is not the solution here. The country was hit with massive hyperinflation, close to 65,000%. Yes, you heard that right. 65,000%. To put this in context, it's like getting your salary at the end of the month and seeing it become worthless after one week. So, for the next example, let's cross over the Atlantic Ocean and go to a country in the African continent Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is home to one of the largest tropical grasslands by proportion of land and is also home to abundant wildlife. It also has huge amounts of resources like gold, platinum and coal. To get over their previous colonial past, the government in early 2000s created a Land Reform Act taking over land from former colonial rulers and giving it to the other locals. This sounds like a good idea, right? But this act actually backfired. The new landowners who got this land had very little experience working on these farmlands and could not keep the agricultural output on the same levels as before the act. The result was a devastating food shortage in a nation once dubbed as the breadbasket of Africa. The total food production fell a staggering 60% in the space of 10 years. The government then decided to bail itself out by printing more currency notes, but as you can guess, this did not help. At one point, the hyperinflation hit as much as 100,000%. There were 1 trillion dollar notes in circulation during this time, but these ironically, could only buy you a loaf of bread. So these two examples show you how hyperinflation can wreak havoc to the overall economy of a country and what one should not do during these times. So that's it, folks. That's my explanation of this topic. I hope you now have a little more understanding about this concept than when you started listening to this. If yes, I've done my part right. If no, I'll definitely improve next time. Keep learning and keep going. Until we meet again, adios.